1: And I'm Ray Ray. And, and this, this is, is our, our house.
2: house.
1: Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast hosted by the Hockey
0: Podcast Network. I am your host, Breezy. And I'm your host, Ray Ray. And this is episode 27. Six, seven.
1: 27, episode 27.
0: 27. 27. <laughs> Who cares what episode number it is? You're just like new new content. We want to hear what you have to say. What's going on on the podcast this week, ladies? Just get to the point.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, it's on the podcast. It's uh, Ray Ray's neighbors. Yeah. Which sounds kind of cheesy, but it's not. No,
0: it's pretty it's incredible.
1: It's pretty cool, actually. Uh, they. She lives next to some of the girls on the UNE women's hockey team, so I guess it's certainly her aunt who lives next to them, but she's like living there pretty much uh, all summer long, so it is her neighbors, Um, and you can hear the story. I think you actually should tell the story about how you met them. Sure. Maybe go over in the podcast, but I think that you should kind of preamp them up, so...
0: I will. And uh, the girls told the story much kinder than it actually (laughs) happened (laughs) because I totally accosted them. Uh, We were coming home. So uh, I'm staying in Maine, like Breezy said, for the summer at my aunt's house. And we had pulled into the driveway. And I saw in the rear view mirror uh, there's a shared driveway. And the girls who live next door had pulled in to get dropped off. And I saw them all with uh, skates in their hands with hockey laces in the rear view mirror. And I have hockey radar all the time on my brain. And I flung open the door and I was like, do you guys play hockey? And they were like, yeah, for you and me, the te- like the school here. Yeah. <gasps> can you, I have a podcast. It's like a real podcast. Could you come on the podcast and like, can we do an interview with you? And they were like, Sure. And then I went, wait, could you teach me how to skate? And they were like, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going to do all this. Can, can I like have your phone number or like your social media or whatever you feel comfortable giving me? I know you probably think I'm this crazy lady, but um, they did it. They, even though they probably think I'm nuts, they came on the podcast. We did a whole interview with them and it's actually really good. Uh, it's really interesting to hear about the women's side of the sport, which we've talked about many times on the podcast and to hear it from the collegiate level, um, what the challenges are for them and just how different it is compared to the, the men's collegiate level where you know their goals are very different than the women's goals. And how much more work needs to be done to really grow the the female side of the professional ice hockey sport.
1: Yeah, and not literal goals, like the ones you score, like the ones like you strive to to get to.
0: <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about how they got into the sport, which was also really interesting and not it's so just so different. It's such a different experience than what the boys are stories are so yeah
1: and it's cool because we have three different positions we have a goalie a defenseman and a forward which we've never had on the podcast before at the same time um so yeah it was really uh it was cool it was really interesting and i think everyone's gonna like it so stay tuned for that
0: yes and I am gonna put you on the spot, Breezy, because me, yes, oh no, oh no, because this is a conversation you and I had at the beginning of the hockey playoffs, and oh, no. I have forgotten to bring it up, and I am not gonna forget. My eyes
1: are watering right now thinking <laughs> about
0: what you're about to ask me. <laughs> I oh, think geez. you need to tell everybody who your new hockey crush is my well i mean it's always going to be roman let's just be real i know but But, the new one like my new one is matt barzal and i'm okay admitting that and you have a new hockey crush and we need to discuss this you know I, i
1: just got a thing for matthew kachuk i don't know what it is i know i shouldn't i know it's sacrilegious being a king's fan to like matthew kachuk but man something about him maybe it's his baby blues maybe it's his bad boy personality i don't know he's gritty he gets in there I, I like his smile he's got a funny smile i like it so matthew kachuk yep that's him
0: i like him yep oh i'm just so glad you finally admitted that publicly
1: jeez <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm gonna get destroyed i'm gonna get dm saying that i suck no just kidding
0: no, uh, you're not. You're going to get a no, lot of people okay. going, oh, actually,
1: he looks actually, pretty no. good.
0: Actually, you're right. He is pre- yeah, exactly. He's aging yeah. nicely. I think sometimes. He is. Yeah. Those younger guys, when they first get in the league, you know, they've got a, still yeah. a little growing to do. And I think some you know men who, age better.
1: Yeah. You know who else aged really nicely? Who? Connor McDavid.
0: Yes, he did age nicely.
1: I mean, he's still aging. Let's let's be real about that. He's still <laughs> aging, but he's come a long way.
0: Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. I so. And Matt Barzal, I'm at a, he's I mean, going
1: backwards by getting hit in the face three times in a row.
0: <laughs> can I tell you, though, I was even more attracted to him with his busted yeah. face.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. And like hair,
0: he like ran his fingers through his hair, and his eyes all black and stitched up. And I was like, "Yep, check that box." Big fan. (laughs) Big fan. Big fan. Kind of a kind of a cougar, but that's okay. That's okay. Some guys are into that. Yeah, some guys are into that. And then. To hear Patrick Sharp on NBC Sports talking about talking about Barzal and how yeah. gr- like how much of a hockey guy he was, I was like, these are my two dream boys and my my one dream hockey guy. is totally crushing, kind of yeah. on Barzal and talking about yeah. what a what a gorgeous flow he's got, and yeah. I was like. I'm in heaven. Hockey is amazing. This is beautiful.
1: I can die happy. Thank you.
0: (laughs) That might just be my favorite moment of the hockey playoffs. Sharpie talking talking about about Barzal. Barzal. My two boys. All All right. Well, speaking of the playoffs, what are you thinking so far? Holy moly. That's what I'm thinking. because That's what I'm
1: thinking too.
0: What? It's such a cluster. Every game, you never know what's going to happen. They're completely mm. unpredictable. Well,
1: that's the the fun of playoffs because that's literally what happens every time. But I feel like this time it's a little bit more
0: like, whoa. Oh yeah, way more drastic. I was watching yep. the Stars and Knights game and mm-hmm. I can't believe the Stars are leading the series. I mean- by the time we're recording this and you're listening to this, there's a chance they could clinch the series and be in the Stanley Cup playoffs, which I can't even believe that's, those are going to be possible words coming out of my mouth. Right. And the Islanders, man, I really had a lot more faith in them. I thought they were going to be a little bit stronger against Mm -hmm. the lightning. And I think their emotions are getting the better of them because you can see it yeah. on the ice, and you can mm-hmm. see it when they're in the bench, like on the bench, yeah. and their how badly they want it and how hard they're playing. I think the the mental side is getting the better of them, as opposed yeah. to the Lightning.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But skill I level, that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know that. I think it's well matched. What are you thinking? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on, uh, on that side of things. I think Tampa is the better team. Um, but they are surprising me because they are down, uh, you know, a couple of their big guys and, um, it's surprising. It is surprising, but I think they have a lot of, of, of good players on their team. Not would say that the Islanders don't, but a lot of, I, well, I feel like the Islanders don't have, and I think we've talked about this before, they don't have like standout names other than like Barzal. So with the lightning, they have so many standout names. And I think that, I think there's a reason for that, obviously, but I, I mean, I think the Islanders want it more.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I just don't think they're able to, to match up, match them up. Maybe. I don't know. That's the wrong, that's the wrong words. But as far as Dallas and, and Vegas goes, I think, Dallas wants I think Jamie Benn is lighting a fire under everyone's butts. Yes. Um, Joe Pavelski is having way more fun in this playoff round than he has ever had with being with the sharks. And I'm sorry to all of our guests who have been sharks fans who love Joe and any sharks fan that's listening right now, but Joe is thriving Mm -hmm. in Dallas. Um, I feel like you're seeing a completely different game out of him. I think he's being a little bit more gritty. Um, visiting the box maybe a little bit more, which I like. Um but Vegas, I don't yeah. they're just like crumbling under themselves and there's no reason for it. But I nope. think Vegas is their backs are against the wall. And I think that it's going to go to a game seven. I think that Vegas is going to come back and be like, no, we're not we're not letting this happen. So
0: all right. I don't know, man. I don't know if they have it. They just I think I'm getting the feeling with Vegas, based on all of the drama <clears throat> we've seen on the Twitter with uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's agent and mm-hmm. the coach, DeBoer, and I'm getting the feeling that there might be some inconsistencies happening with the coach and the leaders of the team. And I think there's stuff going on behind closed doors that we might not know about that is coming out in the play on the ice
2: because
0: I I mean, they were playing much better and with more energy when they played the Blackhawks in the first round. And it's just been a really bad decline. And I think, the mental aspect for the Knights is affecting them as well. Like Mm -hmm. they, I don't know that it's that they really, obviously they really want to win the cup, but I think whatever's happening off ice is playing out on ice for them. And I don't think it actually has anything to do with their, drive or will to win the stanley cup like the islanders like you can see the islanders are frustrated and they want it and they are just doing everything in their power on the ice to make that happen and it's not happening and they're making some mistakes and they're you know penalties are being called and things like that but that's my that's my sixth sense
1: (laughs) yeah no i agree i think perception this uh, this series in particular, you can definitely see a change in the way that the Knights are playing. And I think that you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I agree with you.
0: And, oh, also, we... With the uh, UNE hockey team. I was going to say, did you like run over there and ambush them at their house and say, your episode's coming out? (laughs) No, I didn't. But I am going to text her. I didn't want to go knock on the door. And they were having a little, uh, they were having friends over. So mm-hmm. we don't want to get anybody in trouble. And I was like, well, I wonder if it would be weird if I like went over there and hung out. And I was like, yes, Rachel, that would be very weird if you just it's- went over there and was <laughs> like, can I hang out with you guys? <laughs> uh, so I didn't do that. But I did, I, I do fully intend to have uh, one of the girls, Katie, who was the most voluntary to teach me to, to skate on the ice. So that is happening. So that's a little update on my hockey, learning to play situation so you'll hear more about that on the episode but that's happening and we've teased a little bit on our social media for those of you who are listening and follow house of hockey podcasts on social media that we're making some merch for you guys Ooh, yep we are I think you should tell them a little bit about what we're planning to do for for everybody, our our loyal fan base and listeners. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah we uh, we came up with a small little collection of merch that will be available for purchase, um, and we also have we'll be doing some giveaways too. We think that it'd be really fun, so. We're going to get some stuff from our merch store and give it away to some lucky followers and potentially, more than likely, and most definitely, we'll be teaming up with some of our past guests and, uh, and maybe future guests to, to collaborate and maybe do like a little like gift package uh, mm-hmm. to send out to some lucky people um so yeah stay tuned for that <clears throat> sorry my voice is going all crazy it's yeah. a little smoky out here still but um yeah so we have some some merch headed your way and i don't know when it's gonna release i maybe today when this comes out maybe you know. tomorrow i maybe who knows
0: let's just say this week stay tuned this week yes. We will make a big announcement on our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter. So make sure you're following us on social media if you have that, because yep. that's where the giveaway will be happening. Uh, we'll make sure the instructions are really simple. Basically, you're going to get free merch if you do like one of two things. So it'll be or easy. like
1: Or like two of two things, maybe two of three things. Or three of three things. I don't know. Oh, breezy. Depends on, depends on who we collaborate with. We could have some good stuff coming
0: that is true that is true and so stay tuned for that I think you're gonna like the stuff we designed because it's not just our logo it's actually got some phrases and stuff that would appeal to everybody and'll we'll be and some conf- stuff
1: that we say all the time let's go let's go big
0: fan uh, yeah <laughs> I'm excited about that I'm I mean I already know what I want to buy for myself so There's that because (laughs) there's been, I mean, the lack of merch for hockey that's not team specific or that doesn't say hockey mom is so limited. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff I want as a fan. That's not just Blackhawks or Kings or, you know, any of your teams, which um, I think people will be excited about. Yeah. Before we get into the interview, I do want to ask, how are you doing with the wildfires? I feel like you should give everybody a little bit of an update, because I know uh, not everybody listening lives in California, and they don't fully understand how that, you know, they hear Los Angeles and California, and I'm sure people are wondering how you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm good. The the closest fire to me is still pretty far away. Um, I live in the greater Los Angeles area, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, still, well, basically, all of California is pretty much on fire up in into Oregon as well. Um, and then it's, I believe it's going into to Washington, it's going up, it's going up towards the border in Canada, and there's some in Idaho and whatnot. But California and Oregon are uh, up in flames. And the smoke is absolutely insane. Uh, my I have, you know, family up in uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area, and the sky is just straight orange. Um, Breathing is is very difficult up there. And um, I believe it was, I want to say Wednesday of last week, um, the smoke actually rolled in and is now in the greater Los Angeles area where I live. And it came to the point where, I mean, we had, you know, one day it was 121 degrees and then the smoke came in and it's about 85 now it's super cold at nighttime the Sun doesn't even come out uh, when I'm driving to work in the morning I literally can look directly at the Sun and it just looks like it's it looks like Mars it's just like an orange little brown thing in the sky you can just look at it, it doesn't hurt your eyes the Sun barely even I mean we have a couple of rays that are that are hitting the ground today but oh I mean it just looks like a, a stormy day outside and it's crazy it's just smoke so um, it doesn't stink too bad I mean you get little uh whips of it here and there we had to close up the house a couple times just because the the house started to smell like smoke which is crazy because the closest fire to to me uh is about an hour away driving distance um i know california people always say you know by by hours and time when you should be doing miles but we go off at traffic time so um but yeah it's about it's about an hour away so the fact that this general area is getting a lot of smoke and, and the scent and uh, some stuff it is a little crazy, but I'm doing fine. My family's fine. My brother's actually a firefighter and he is, is doing fine. Um, hasn't been on any fires yet. he's going through some training. So, uh, but yeah, everything everything's uh, so far so good. It's just really sad to see so many people uh, losing so many things and lives being lost and, and firefighters and first responders um, kind of being put through the ringer. I mean, it's tough. I don't think anybody wants to see anything like this happen. Um, but yeah,
0: it it's it's tough. Yeah, so much going on in the world, and <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, there's always wildfires in California, usually around this time, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just getting worse and worse the drier and the drier ground and the higher temperatures and all the things that are happening. But at least we have our escape, which is hockey and this podcast and things like that, but it's, it's yeah. life, right? It's life. Everybody's facing something and, you know, hopefully we can provide a little bit of light and entertainment yep. and information and right. some laughs and that's, yeah, because
1: it's been real heavy of a year. God. I feel like we've had some very heavy conversations on this podcast. And so uh, anytime we can keep it upbeat is what we like to do and, and make anybody's day. So hopefully we'll have uh, some fun here listening to uh, the girls give us some information on their hockey careers mm-hmm. or
0: yes uh and yeah this is the part of the podcast where we let you yes you hockey fans take the mic and tell your story of interacting with an nhl player past or present
2: hey breezy and ray ray this is drew i go by mr drooby on instagram big carolina hurricane fan have a story about ron francis uh, back with our team's previous ownership, they did not want to use the Hartford Whalers, um, likeness at all, and it was a little bit harder to find Whalers jerseys. Um, I got a really cool Ron Francis jersey as a gift that, um, I of course proudly wore to games. I had a friend at the time that worked for the Hurricanes organization, and we were meeting up with him after the game to talk. And I had somebody walk down behind me, uh, put their arms around me, and tell me uh how cool my jersey was. I looked up, and it was none other than Ron Francis himself, um, I rarely say this, but I was absolutely starstruck. I could not believe I actually got a compliment from the man himself. I couldn't even muster up the words to ask him for a picture, and uh just like that, he was lost in the crowd, and I never got to see him again before he left to help start the organization in Seattle. Um at least I have a couple witnesses to um help me with uh with remembering the story, otherwise I'd probably just sound crazy. Thanks for the time, talk to y'all later
0: we'd love to hear your story. If you have one of interacting with an NHL player past or present, just call our phone number 323-438-2648. Tell us your name, tell us the NHL player's name and the team they play for, and then tell your story in five minutes or less. And you just might hear it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. You never know who is going to knock on the House of hockey door, because this week's guests are my literal neighbors, at least while I'm in Maine. So welcome to the house, uh, three of the team members of the University of New England women's hockey team, which is part of the NCAA Division Three. Welcome. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. Hello. laughs>
0: So, introduce yourselves so everybody knows who you are.
3: Um, I'm Jenna Pitch. I'm a junior. and I play defense. And I'm Katie Balbamow. I'm a senior and I'm forward. I'm Julie
0: Benjamin. I'm a senior and I'm goalie. Well, welcome to the house. First of all, I totally accosted you in the shared driveway the other night. <laughs> and I I would love to hear uh, your version of the story because i'm sure uh you were like this lady is fucking nuts <laughs> <laughs> we were just rollerblading we went for a rollerblade and then um, we
3: saw our neighbor and we, <coughs> yeah we asked
0: she asked us to be in a podcast and here we are, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you're, you're saying it's so much nicer than it really happened i
1: know i feel like that was like a pleasant like in a counter, but the way like Ray explained it to me, she's like, I totally like attack these girls. <laughs> I asked them if they would teach me how to rollerblade. Then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> so
0: that's funny. It was typical dramatic Ray Ray style of like we had pulled in and I, I could I have like hockey radar on the brain all the time. And I they, pull, they pulled in behind, and I could see laces on like hockey laces on a skate, and I was like, oh, the, the, my, my neighbors are they're hockey players, oh my God, you know, And I just was like, "Do you play hockey?
3: <laughs>
0: Do you play for you e? Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, like, is this a crazy stalker fan, or yeah. what's happening?" But you said it much nicer, Katie.) <laughs> yeah so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how you all got started playing hockey um individually like was this you know as toddlers did you get into ice hockey later um i'm always curious because with women i think it it's newer you know it's becoming more and more popular for women to play ice hockey because now there are teams at schools like UNE and you know the sport is growing so for you guys what was that beginning process of hockey like for you?
3: Um, well I started to skate around like five years old and I think my dad wanted to put my brother into hockey and then I obviously wanted to join so we both just learned to skate together and now here I am <laughs> now I just play hockey <laughs> Yeah, I would say probably around five years old for myself as well. My dad coached our local high school team, so I watched all those games and wanted to play. Wow. Yeah, I was also like five or six, but my brother is like three years older right? and he played. So he kind of like put pads on me and then just stuck me in that. and So now I started <laughs> playing goalie. <laughs>
0: So that's how you ended up in goal. Your brother was like, someone needs to stop these pucks for me so I can practice. So here, put the little sister in. Yeah,
1: I actually have somewhat of a similar story. I grew up with an older brother and uh, my neighbor was pretty much also like my older brother and they would play in the street, but they never had a goalie. So I was like, there's pictures of it. I think I was like three years old and they wrapped me up in towels and newspapers and then duct tape me (laughs) to a goalie post and they shot pucks at me. And that's just that was
0: my life at three, so relatable, kind of I guess. That's kind of horrible, Breezy. Was that what it was like for you, Julia? <laughs> oh, kind
1: of, yeah. I really had no option. <laughs> yeah, the older brothers, man, they can they're a little brutal with you. <laughs> Too funny. So, did you guys? I mean, you guys obviously started when you were playing young. Did you play any sort? of like recreational league throughout like you're growing up here I mean you obviously did if you're playing college hockey can you kind of walk us through the process uh, of that and for and kind of explain it to to those who may be listening who have are are maybe at age where they are looking to go play college hockey or have um, like a son or daughter who who may be wanting to play college hockey but just don't know what to do to get them to that step
3: um, well, I started and I played for my um, town's goalie, just like our town's team. And then when I was like about twelve or thirteen-ish, my coaches like they did not like a girl on their team, so they like not really cut me, but they put me on like the lowest team, even though obviously I shouldn't, I didn't belong there. And I was with all the people who still didn't know how to skate. So then I. Um, that's when I went to a girls team finally and I just
0: played for I played for a lot of different teams so did you play like high school like for your high school team or like a different league is there different leagues
3: yeah I did high school and then my senior year I did online school and I played for a juniors team just because like my high school I wasn't going to get seen there and like, no one really it wasn't that good of a team so I went to the Junior, the Cyclones in Nashua, New Hampshire. And then, yeah, that's where I got recruited for here. kind of started the same way, playing, like, rec hockey when I was really young to learn. And then I think around 12 years old, I made the shift to, like, girls club hockey. Finally started playing on an all-girls team and just kind of kept doing that, trying to find better teams until I was, like, until I got to high school. And then I went to a private high school to play on a girls hockey team. In New Jersey, because there's very few high school teams that are all girls. And then from there, I just also played on a club team uh, short season, and that's how I ended up here. (laughs) Yeah, I also started on boys' teams, and then um, when I was either 12 or 13, I went to a girls' team in Connecticut and I played on a few, and then I went to prep school for high school, which is kind of how I got recruited here
0: yeah we found that to be sort of common with some of our other uh female hockey play playing guests where they start playing with the boys and um i guess that was sort of i, I don't know i didn't really expect that to be the case because when I grew up, I didn't play hockey, but I grew up playing all these other sports and I only played with girls. Like there was girl's soccer and girl's basketball and like all that kind of stuff. And in the hockey world, it's just, I find it to be really different. And it's, it's interesting to hear your perspective. Yeah. So what's the like level of competition and skill level of where you guys are at in the NCAA division three, like how competitive is collegiate hockey? Like, are you guys like really like you have rivals, you're chirping other people. Like what are, like, what is that environment? Like describe that. I think it's definitely extremely competitive for us at least. Yeah. I know yeah. our
2: what's
3: it called? conference yeah. is a fairly competitive conference for division three. Um, we have, definitely have a couple rivals. Those games mean a lot to us every year when they come around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Endicott's our rival, our yeah. biggest rival. Yeah, definitely. And then probably... US, the USM, USM is like South. a nice local rival because they're so close. Yeah. We play them pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, mean, that's probably our two biggest rivals. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us then, what is your guys' like, long-term goal with hockey? Like, I, I feel like it's very different than the boys who play, right? Because I've actually met some of the the guys on the UNE men's team last year and they were saying how a lot of them just they like they reached the amount of time they could play in junior and something with the age, and then like if they're not gonna get into the NHL, they can go to the collegiate level and so they're like twenty one years old and then you know, they can still kind of try to, to get drafted or play professionally. But what does that look like in the, in the women's side of things?
3: Well, I'm a senior, so i probably, um, I'd say probably men's league is where I'll be next. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm an education major, so I feel like maybe one day I'll want to coach like little kids, but nothing really extreme. yeah. yeah. I have a I have a coaching minor, so I guess one of my goals for hockey is eventually to, like, kind of run a program, like an all-girls program back where I grew up because there's so few programs for girls there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's harder for women after college yeah. to, like, keep playing, like, compared to men. But, like, I don't really see myself playing, like, a lot competitively after because, I mean, I want to get a job and, like, but use those skills towards my job because, like, I want to do something with exercise science. So, like, you know, learning all like about what you need to be an athlete and that stuff helps, obviously,
1: really well. Did you ever want to have, you know, play for Team USA in the Olympics or anything like that? Or was that something that you kind of thought, yeah, this is, like, way too far out for, for me to even try to do or – was there a point in your life where you're like, I'm never going to be able to get to that part because I am a female hockey player?
3: Um, well, yeah, I definitely would enjoy if I can make it that far, but I just feel like, I don't know, I'd either need to go D1 or something to actually get recruited to be anywhere close to that. Yeah. And I feel like they don't look at people who play D3, couple players, but I don't see myself going that far. Yeah, I think – I mean, I think everybody kind of grows up with that dream of, like, playing at that level, and then once you get to be, like, a teenager, you kind of start to realize, like, Mm -hmm. where you're going to be at and what's realistic and what's not. But definitely it would be – it would be nice, but, (laughs) yeah.
0: Now, is that something that you would say, like, comes down to the coaches you've had and the programs you're in where, like, when you're in your – like middle school years and high school years of them saying to you, hey, listen, if you want to be on Team USA, here's what you have to do. Like, is that really what you want to do? Like, did you have that kind of influence or is it just sort of like individually, it's it's just a different experience?
3: I think it really depends on what you take part in. Like when I was 15, I went to nationals camp. Um, in Minnesota with the USA, like, USA coaches, I think it was, like, 100 kids or something. But at that point, they kind of give you that, like, that topic if you want to reach this level, like, this is what you need to do. But I think if you just, like, if you're talking about just club coaches or just regular team coaches, no one really kind of has that conversation with you, it's kind of on yourself.
0: Would you say that's something that really needs to change, like, going forward to help encourage like the female hockey athletes to to strive for that, and and if they don't make Team USA, you know, does that that make them good enough players and talent? And not not that's not the right thing I'm trying to say, but like just to grow the sport and get them get the professional women's side of hockey growing, like the NWHL and that sort of thing.
3: I think like a, like a bigger push or like more exposure to like. Like, if every girl who played hockey as a kid saw a professional women's hockey game, I think that would probably make them realize that it is possible, and there is, like, a higher level to reach for. But it's, it's, with only four teams, it's kind of hard to get out and see a game. Yeah. yeah one really knows about women's watch hockey. They don't really watch that, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. It does need to grow. Yeah.
1: Describe uh, what it's like to, to kind of visit you know, one of your games, and what's the atmosphere like? What's the arena like? Are do you have a lot of fans that come in? Uh, just kind of break down the experience <laughs> for us.
3: Not a lot. Of- not, yeah, <laughs> not a lot of fans at all. No. <laughs> our, most of our fans are our parents. <laughs> um, we get a couple local fans. Yeah, people from the school. Couple people, some but... teachers. <laughs> um, our biggest crowds usually on like youth night when they skate on the ice with us after the game. Yeah. But other than that, I wouldn't say we really draw in big crowds.
0: Yeah. That's such a bummer. Well, <laughs> if I if if I'm still here and if you actually have a season, um, I'm coming. I'm coming at every home game. <laughs> and I'll make I'll make a sign. I'll start. That's a my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Those are my neighbors. Go. Yeah. <laughs> You already think I'm nuts. So you might as well let me fly my freak flag at the game, you know. <laughs> um, now, what's it like for the boys there? Like, do they get more of a turnout too? Or, yeah, they or? get huge. They get a passion. Yeah. yeah,
3: everyone at the school loves to come to their games. Yeah. Why? I don't know. They better. I don't know. They like them better. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like every sport though, like. All the girls' sports don't have any fans, and so is the guys. But that's quite the biggest sport at our school, but yeah. just yeah. for the men, not the I number. mean, they are ranked like top 10, yeah, usually, they're really good, they're, yeah, they're a really good team, yeah. so they do draw in a lot of fans, and a lot of like local, like people will come and kind of watch those games every weekend.
0: Yeah, it's really disheartening to hear that, even still today, like even from several years ago when I was in school, it was the same thing. Like women's sports were not very popular, at least at the school I went to in the South. Um, But to see that that's still the case today, I mean, that just sucks. Is there like, what would you recommend? Like, what should the school be doing? I mean, hypothetically, obviously, we don't want to badmouth the school you play hockey for, but um, you know, what could, what could be done to help make it, seem just as exciting because I know when I saw Team USA play Team Canada, the only difference I noticed was that the girls have ponytails hanging out the back of their helmets, and they have all their teeth. That's the only difference I noticed from women's hockey to men's hockey. So to me, it just seems like crazy that that's the case. Yeah,
3: usually people don't like women's hockey. Because we do check, like, yeah, not checked. Yeah, it's not as, as exciting. exciting. Yeah. And they just like think it's a joke. We don't fight as much. Yeah, we don't fight basically. So they also usually vote the men's games more than a women's. Game. Yeah. yeah, like on our Instagram page at school, they only yeah. post about the guys' <laughs> teams, and they never—they only post, never post about us. They only post pictures of the men's games. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna change that if I'm still here. I'll come to every game if you have a season and I will take pictures for your Instagram and videos and I will walk around campus and freeze my butt off and tell everybody to go to the women's hockey game I have no problem oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I can be your crazy lady mascot I
1: I feel like I could see you like walking around with like flyers like come to tonight's game
0: it's <laughs> awesome these are my neighbors right I mean, I could totally do that. You can. Plus, I think, I mean, you girls had an incredible record last season. Um, You went 10-4-2 in the, and correct me if this is wrong, the Colonial Hockey Conference. That's your conference, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: You made it to the finals, and you've been in the, like, playoff round in the year before. I would say you guys are pretty good. (laughs)
3: <laughs> we're definitely getting better each year yeah, yeah definitely each year we get a little bit better yeah. go a little bit further
1: well I like how we have obviously three different uh, positions on the podcast right now now if you guys weren't playing your current position what position would you want to play
3: uh, if I wasn't a forward I would probably say defense because I can never be a goalie I played lacrosse goalie my sophomore <laughs> year and I just I can't I can't do it I don't think I have the mentality to play goalie. <laughs>
1: yeah, I play goalie, but I could never do it. <laughs> That's funny. Forward. Yeah. Well, we had a couple goal. We've had actually I feel like the majority of the guests that we've had on that were players were were goalies and um I, I feel like it's fair to kind of bring this up because it's always been a, a hot topic on our goalie uh podcast is that it's kind of a well-known fact that goalies are a little weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have, like, a weird thing that people are like, okay, that's weird? It could be, like, superstition, like, you have to put, like, one shoe on over the other shoe, or...
3: I always have to do my left skate, then my right skate, then my left pad, then my right pad. <laughs> I mean, I do that. <laughs> but my right arm on the chest, detector on before my left... <laughs> <laughs> so I I, yeah, I
0: so do you girls notice anything that she does that she's just maybe not aware of? <laughs> she, she always eats greasy pieces in between yeah, periods.
3: So yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, next know everything you do.
0: Do you have anything with your with your posts? Do you have like tapping, or do you have like a skate out under the ice kind of? Thing like Henrik Lundqvist does. I have like
3: a pattern, I guess, to the post. I always <laughs> do like locker and to then the top, and then the glove, and then the top again. But yeah, I do it after every single whistle. <laughs> I have <laughs> one actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's not that's so cool. weird, but <laughs> tip, I, I guess, like we're becoming sort of numb to this breezy, where we're just like, yeah, that's a typical goalie kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like typical.
1: I mean, we've heard some weird stories, specifically yeah. off-air, because there was, like, some really weird stories, um, but we just kind of like to hear, like, what what people, I don't know, superstitions are, or how they prep, and and whatnot, so I personally am a left shoe over my right shoe kind of person, so, yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not super weird to me, but... <laughs> So you're not, yeah. you're, you're not alone.
0: You're not alone, alone Julia.
1: <laughs> and you also aren't alone in getting taped to, you know, a goalpost and okay. having fuck shot at you when you're five. So that's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, do you girls watch NHL? Do you have NHL teams that you follow? Like, who's your team? Are you watching the playoffs? Like, tell us about that.
3: Yeah, I watch the playoffs. every night. I'm a Dallas Stars fan. So I've been watching all their games yeah. or, you know, whatever. Is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so how pumped are you as a Stars fan?
3: Oh, it's awesome to see them finally get to the conference finals after like 12 years. <laughs> yeah, not at all.
1: What do you think their uh, their chances are against Vegas?
0: I think if they play a little bit better defense, they have a chance. <laughs> and what did you guys think of your Bruins loss?
3: Uh, I, was, I kind of saw it coming. They always <laughs>
0: mess it up in the playoffs. I wasn't surprised, but I was really sad.
1: Yeah. No, I don't really care who wins. is. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of the same boat, I guess. It's one of those things where, I mean, this whole entire season was a little unpredictable. And with the whole uh, playoff situation, I think it is also unpredictable and just kind of weird. Like it's not playoff hockey in in my opinion, um, especially with there's there's no fans there. Like, you know, the guys have to be saying like, okay, this is kind of bogus, but um it's weird. It's going to be weird to see who wins and or even takes on the Stanley Cup this year.
0: I mean the no fans thing. I'm sure you girls are like whatever, fucking deal with it. Get <laughs> over it. The welcome to our life like you'll be fine. You'll be fine. We still have a great time on the ice, you know, you NHL boys. You get paid a lot of money. You're fine no fans.
3: Yeah, they'll be,
0: okay. yeah. Yeah, they'll be just fine. <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, yeah. Tell us, do you guys have a, a player you've ever looked up to on the men or women's side as far as like athletically in the hockey space?
3: Um, well, I'm obsessed with Chara. I know it's really? really,
0: no one really likes him, but I'll always love him
3: until the day he goes. I yeah. know. <laughs> uh, growing up, I always thought Hillary Knight was like a really good hockey oh, yeah. player, especially to watch like the Olympics every couple of years. My favorite NHL goalies is um, Pecorine and then Tuca.
0: Tell us, are you, what's the update as of today as far as a season or what you are allowed to say or know thus far about the potential hockey season for this year for you guys?
3: Um, as of now, I mean, we have a chance to play in January, but we won't really find out for while so you know kind of just practicing well we're not practicing now but soon we'll just be practicing basically and that's it yeah with their masks on yeah and october 1st i think we can start in like small groups with masks on just practices but definitely no games until january 1st the earliest yeah and they're only allowing like five people in the locker room to get dressed at a
0: time and then are they gonna make you like bubble and and not be around other people and like not go to class? Or are you allowed to sort of, you know, just live life and you have to just wear a mask on the ice?
3: They haven't really told us anything along those lines. As of right now, it's just like on campus, everyone has to wear a mask, obviously. And then everything's sort of just limited into small groups right now, but nothing else yet.
0: So you're saying if I wear a mask and come after practice, Katie can teach me how to skate. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Hopefully there's um, free skate, but yeah, we'll have to find one of
0: those days mm-hmm. so we can teach you. That's a very high priority, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear a mask. That's fine. And then um, I need all the pads. Like, <laughs> I'm, I might need to borrow Julia's pads <laughs> just for the initial, like, get my feet figured out on the ice and learn how to stop situation cuz i'm very afraid. I
3: think cool will figure it out? Yeah, <laughs> we got it.
0: All right, i'm holding you to it. I will come knock on your door. I know where you live. <laughs> oh no. Breezy, you think we should ask them our final two questions that we ask all our guests? Yeah, we can. You go we for can. it.
1: All right. So, uh like Ray-Ray said, we ask our guests uh both of these questions and the reason why is I run a Instagram account called hunks of hockey and ray ray is the hockey lady on Instagram so who is your favorite hockey hunk Tyler
3: Sagan. Tyler Sagan. Uh, okay. hi, Brad
1: <laughs> that's a new one really that's a new one so who is your favorite hockey lady I feel like we always get a long pause on this one <laughs> mm-hmm. okay oh
3: glamorous mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the twins yes. uh I, I like Kendall boys
0: yeah yeah very nice and where can everybody go and follow the team and if you have individual social media profiles that are public and you want to share you can shout those out but um if If the season starts in January, can everybody listening watch games online? And then where can they keep up to date with everything on social media?
3: Yeah, if you go to the school website and the athletics page, you go to the women's hockey tab and they'll have links to games, like live video once games start up. Instagram's like UNEW
2: hockey,
3: yeah.
0: So go find them on Facebook and Instagram, Let's grow their Instagram. If they allow fans in the seats in January, let's fill the 20% of fans we're allowed to have in
1: there. I mean, if I was in Maine, I'd go, but it's kind of far from where I'm at currently. Um, Not saying there's no chance, but um, if I make it to Maine, I will go. But um, thank you so much for for coming on and and sharing your individual stories and uh, stories as a team and, um, we were really excited to, to bring you on. I wanted to see Ray Ray's neighbors. She was so excited to, uh, to tell me about you guys. So thank you again for, for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.